This is Plant-Based Briefing, Cast Iron Cooking for Vegans, Part 2, by Brigitte Jem at veganfamilykitchen.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and this is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast, where I narrate a variety of articles from experts with their permission on plant-based and vegan topics. Today's post is a bit longer than most, so I'm breaking it into two parts. I read Part 1 yesterday, and I'm reading Part 2 today. So if you haven't done so, go back and listen to yesterday's episode first, and then today's will make more sense. Now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Cast Iron Cooking for Vegans, Part 2, by Brigitte Jem at veganfamilykitchen.com Makes you stronger. An average 10-inch cast iron skillet weighs 5 pounds, over 2 kilograms, while a cast iron wok is around 12 pounds, over 5 kilograms. This makes them very stable on your cooktop. But forget about flipping your pancakes at the flick of a wrist. Lifting cast iron regularly will not make you as big as Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it may motivate you to increase your weightlifting regimen, which is also good for your bone health. If you have fragile wrists or concerns about your ability to lift a hot skillet, then cast iron cooking may not be for you. Adopt, don't shop. The best way to buy cast iron skillets and pots. Secondhand cast iron still rocks. Thanks to their durability, cast iron skillets and pots of all ages can easily be found on the secondhand market. Thrift stores, online classifieds, and yard sales are great sources for vintage and recent production cast iron cookware. Prices will vary greatly, so monitor the market for a little while before you pounce. The best deals are to be had on rusty pans that will require a lot of elbow grease to strip and re-season. See below. If you buy one of those, be prepared to put in the work. If you feel less dedicated to the cause, you'll probably prefer to buy a slightly discounted, brand-new-with-tags item, usually from someone who received it as a gift from someone who doesn't know them all that well. If buying used, you may also want to inspect for cracks and warping. Cookware should lay perfectly flat on your cooking surface. If the skillet has dubious structural integrity, pass. Also smell the goods, which will also determine how much work you'll have to put into this project. Note that very old pots may contain lead. Your chances of stumbling upon one of those are low, but if you are in doubt, you can find lead check kits in hardware stores for peace of mind. A special consideration for vegans when buying cast iron cookware is whether it was previously used to cook meat, dairy, and or eggs, or seasoned using lard. The amount of animal product that remains in the skillet and that is likely to be transferred to your food is likely to be nil or minuscule but nevertheless offensive to some. A good stripping should get rid of the problem, but it will take some work. Enameled or not? Enameled cast iron skillets have some of the benefits of regular cast iron like heat retention and stovetop to oven portability. However, they are overall less durable because the enamel can get cracked or chipped by using metal cooking utensils or if allowed to overheat. I personally prefer to only use bare and seasoned cast iron skillets. My two cast iron pots are enameled. I receive them as gifts. One is a crusade and the enamel finish is still great after five or more years of weekly cooking. The second one is from some generic brand, and unfortunately the inner coating has a couple of big chips from one overheating event, plus some noticeable discoloration. As far as I can tell, there are no risks to cooking in it, despite the damage. But if I was to start over, I would probably go for bare cast iron pots or older crusade pots in good condition. Caring for your cast iron skillets and pots Seasoning. If you acquire your cast iron cookware secondhand, you'll most likely need to do an initial seasoning. Brand new skillets these days are all pre-seasoned. I know some cast iron aficionados shudder at the thought and will strip the factory seasoning and start from scratch, but personally I wouldn't bother. These are the basic steps. 
Number one, if the skillet is very cruddy, you can place it upside down in your oven and run a self-cleaning cycle for three to four hours. Let the skillet cool down until it's safe to handle. Number two, in most cases, a bit of elbow grease with hot water and a tough scrubby steel wool should suffice to remove rust spots and the remnants of previous owner's seasoning. Scrub until the surface feels smooth when running a finger over it. A little texture is normal in newer cast iron skillets, but it should be even. Number three, using a clean cloth, spread vegetable oil, canola or avocado or fine, avoid olive oil, over the entire surface of the skillet, including the handle and bottom. A thin layer is sufficient. The skillet shouldn't be dripping. And number four, place the skillet upside down in the oven again and bake at 350 degrees Fahrenheit for about an hour. Let cool completely. This is key, deglazing. Every time you cook in your skillet, you should finish with a deglazing while it's hot. Deglazing means adding a cold liquid such as water, broth, or juice to your skillet and scraping the bottom to detach any caramelized juices and pieces of food. Those sweet bits belong in your tummy, not in the dishwater. Aside from making your food tastier, it will also make your skillet easier to clean. Cleaning Please don't put your cast iron skillets and pot in the dishwasher. Just rinse them with super hot water. Dishwashing gloves are great. Scrape food remnants, if any. I use a square plastic scraper. There are also bamboo ones. Scrub, not too aggressively, and rinse. Steel wool is not needed in most cases unless you've really burnt things out. If you did, be gentle to avoid scraping off your seasoning. Whether or not you use soap is up to you. Many cast iron owners would shudder at the thought. But in reality, using a little bit of soap in the cleaning process will not damage the seasoning. However, do not let the pan sit in water, soapy or otherwise, for any more time than required. Dry immediately, re-oil occasionally. Use a cloth to immediately remove visible water from the pan, inside and out. I like to put mine in the oven, which is often still hot from cooking, so it finishes drying. Others just finish drying on a burner on medium-low heat for a few minutes. Every few uses, spread a very thin layer of oil onto the pan to improve the surface and let the oil dry in the oven. This will make your skillet better and better every time. With only a small effort, cast iron skillets and pots will give you a lifetime of valiant service. In fact, they may very well outlive you in their ability to cook excellent meals. All this without using much oil and with possible health benefits. What's not to like? You just listened to Cast Iron Cooking for Vegans, Part 2, by Brigitte Jam at veganfamilykitchen.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. I use cast iron skillets myself and absolutely love them. I did learn some great tips from this post, though. And Brigitte mentioned using stainless utensils rather than plastic. I recently read Dr. Greger's How Not to Diet book, and he mentioned black plastic utensils being unsafe. You can look up more details at nutritionfacts.org, just search plastic utensils. But the polyamide in these utensils can leach into food, especially if they're just contacting food at temperatures above hot tea or coffee. And a different survey of black plastic utensils found about a third of them contaminated with flame-retardant chemicals because they're made from plastic recycled from electronic equipment. Ooh. So I'm with Brigitte here, ditching the plastic utensils for stainless steel. So please share this podcast with anyone who might benefit from it. And thanks for listening.